Hello everyone. Welcome to yet another awesome episode from the podcast Branding, Marketing and Bullshit. Yes, you know how it is. So today is going to be an epic episode. Why? Because we have our very first guest, uh Mr. Mvunzi. I'm not going to give you uh his background or what he does. He's going to share uh pretty much his story, uh who he is, what he does and what you're going to to hear from this episode is we're going to be talking about storytelling he's going to share with us uh his experience in the field of uh marketing branding design pretty much he does a lot of things that's why i may actually even fail to explain exactly what he does but then i just know that he's the best guy and he's going to teach us a lot in this episode even myself i'm expecting to gain so much from this episode so ernest to you my friend Okay uh hello guys thank you guys for having me it's a pleasure to have you man so pleasure same yeah. same so um maybe as a back story when when this um offer came for me to to come as a first case you know I was, I was a bit afraid I was like you know as a first case usually it's, it's so hard but uh <laughs> thank god I gathered a few strength and it's a, it's a new year so uh, <laughs> new year new strength <laughs> So yeah, yeah just like uh, Tadi mentioned, my name is Ernest Ernest Mvunzi. I'm a digital creative. Uh, I'm into digital consultancy. Uh, but what we do mostly is we tell stories for brands. We are digital storytellers for brands. So uh, I've managed to work with uh, quite a big uh, with a big portfolio. Uh, I would say. I've been with the National Gallery of Zimbabwe, I've been with UNESCO, I've been with Young Africa and uh in the recent years we've been pushing our brands so we've been pushing our brands under the auspices of uh, Photoculture, Leseli and Pack Rehabilitation uh to mention a few uh, of our brands. So today uh, I'm so interested to to talk about something that is so dear to me, something that I'm so passionate about uh which is branding and storytelling. and overly we just talk about marketing ourselves this was marketing goes above and beyond brands marketing can be an individual thing you can market yourself as an individual you can market yourself as a brand so yeah 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 uh, so just to give people uh, a background as to why i chose storytelling just like i was mentioning earlier is that um so when Ernest was introducing me to of the photo culture it was like Uh so Photoculture is a brand that is telling or retelling ghetto stories kutaura nyaya dzeku ghetto basically in 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 vernacular so yeah that's that's the, the that's where uh we 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 got to to talk about uh storytelling so Ernest, the first question let's delve deep then um what is storytelling according to you not according to google whatever other platforms what is storytelling to to Ernest. All right, thank you. Thank you to you. Uh and thanks for bringing it closer home like you know there are definitions out there there are dictionary definitions there are yeah, definitions yeah, yeah. and people have defined it in that way but I think from just like how you mentioned from where I come from with this thing I think storytelling for me is how you want the audience or how you want your market to perceive your brand. Okay. For example, you know, when you get in a shop, like there is a plethora of brands that are begging for attention, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, uh, we're not going to mention names, right? But when you walk in the aisle of uh, let's say washing powder, 
Like there is a huge like uh, pool of names to choose from. Yep. Yep. But how do you choose a brand now? How do you choose your cho- your choice washing powder? It's about how that brand speaks to you and yeah. that is story. Powerful. Okay, so if washing powder A uh, you have an experience of it bleaching out your clothes. That's a story that it has told to you according to how it performs. And uh, washing powder B helped your clothes to stay the same, uh, to, to be shiny, to be sparkling, to be like whatever, like what a good washing powder brand does. So storytelling loosely is how the brand should be or is perceived by the market or by the audience. Mm. Okay, that that is powerful. That is powerful. Like so, the angle that that you have uh, taken uh, is actually quite different from from what I'm actually used to. To uh, because a lot of people usually say uh, storytelling is basically uh, maybe how how a, a, a product uh, you know capabilities uh, are told rather than the experience that you gain from using the, the, the product. It's like the product is telling the story itself <laughs> from, from another angle, uh, from, from what I got. Um, all right, so my second question is, so is storytelling important? How do you incorporate maybe storytelling when you are doing your work? Where does storytelling come in? Is it at the first of uh, maybe when you're working on a new project? Is it at the beginning, at the end? Some people say um, when you create a logo, the story sometimes comes after or the story comes before creating a logo. I don't know if it makes sense. It does. It does. And, and thank you, Teddy, for, for such a good question. But I, I, I would like to take you uh, back just a little bit. Okay. There's a statement that says what happens happens to everyone. But what makes us different is what we do with what happens. Wow. Again, <laughs> so... There are different brands out there, right? But how they differ is how they perceive themselves to us. Okay. Like the way that I look at um, at a, a product should and is different to the to how the next person sees a product, right? Someone uh, sees how best a washing powder brand works if they soak their clothes overnight. Mm-hmm. For me, I would say maybe. For it to work, I should rinse hard. Okay. You see, so that's what storytelling. Okay, at least I, I like how you say that uh, when you started, as according to me and, and how I see it. So then uh, we, we go into the to the question that you asked next. Now, where does storytelling come from? Like in the order of of a brand, in the order of marketing, yes. storytelling comes first, just because. For us to go somewhere, the final destination should be in mind. Mm-hmm. How we want our product to uh, appear to a market should be on the forefront of what we do. No matter how it will appear to, to the client or to the, to the market or to the audience, initially as the people creating the brand, we should define where the brand is going. Okay. So storytelling now is you creating something that is relatable. This was, to be honest, like all the brands in the shop, they are competing for your attention. All the people in your field, like you are not the only one in that field. 
like if you are a photographer like myself you are competing against number one you competing against yourself that's why you should outdo yourself okay number one point number two you're also competing against other photographers so your story now should set you apart from the next person but it it that will only happen when you clearly define the story so for photo culture now uh the reason why we, we we don't focus much on the glam side of things is because we our brand has its roots from from the ghetto like this is a brand that's, that's coming from from Zarasekwa uh being led by a boy who grew up in Zarasekwa who has roots from Chivu right so for me storytelling should be at the core of anything this was where you are going pretty much depends on where you're coming from but if we don't define where we're coming from and where we're going like something's going to be lost okay. right if if like for any person who is hearing this if you have grown up in the ghetto you know where we're coming from and clearly you know where you're supposed to go right how we've grown from this side should uh determine where we want to go like life like as we all know is not being rosy for us in the ghetto yeah, but like for the sake of us wanting to, to to go somewhere we've created a story from where we grew up from and where we're going and that whole part now is your story that's how your brand should be like when your brand is birthed when it's born the first thing that you should know clearly without you knowing like how how, how to balance off like the balance the trap balance the first thing that you should know is where does your brand want to go and now create stories that coincide with where you want to go. This one, I, 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 for, for, for my brand, it, it won't pay much for me if I shoot naked girls. Just clearly, that's not the story that I want to tell. I want to tell a story that United Nations out there, when they want someone who can go down, down the deep, like in the rural areas, to tell a story about suffering and kids that are coming from suffering or coming from uh, down uh, downtrodden backgrounds to high, or what can I say, to high offices. Like they should come to a person who has been, number one, who has lived that and who has portrayed the story and who has told it in a way that people should understand. All right. Uh, I actually have several questions, but then I think the first question that, that I would hear from uh, what you were talking uh, about um, you said uh, the story is supposed to be relatable. You're coming from the ghetto. You're uh, telling a story from the ghetto. How do you make it relatable to someone who is from uptown? All right. So, in storytelling, uh, there are different levels. Uh, pretty much that depends with uh, your brand. But I would say originality originality is the key to everything especially in, in storytelling uh the reason why our brands fail is because we are trying to appeal to number one to a market with the wrong motives okay get me right okay you are from the ghetto and you want to appeal you you say it from uh, uptown uh, from uptown right so like for example okay you are a guy you're you're earnest from zara sequa and you want to appeal to someone who's an uh, let's say Borodjo. Who's in Borodjo? Exactly. Tell them the story as original as it is. Right? Okay. Just like you can't appeal to them using 
like a false perspective. For example, okay, like for a second, let's just get into music. We we have the Chris Browns of the world, mm-hmm. right? We have the Mariah Carey's of the world. Like we have all these big names from 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 the states, right? It won't pay you much as a musical brand for you to copy what's already there. So, if you're coming from the ghetto, like the best way for you to make your brand uh, appeal to the up market is you staying to your core. Okay. Right. What what has staying in the ghetto taught us? Resilience. Yeah. Right. Our brands should be resilient. Right. For someone who's in the uptown, that's what they should see. Right. You you can't sell flashy. To someone who's already flashy, who's already flashy, mm-hmm. they want to see like the originality in the thing. And I think for me, I, I wouldn't know about other brands, but f- for us, it really worked well. It really worked well. I think uh, our first biggest client was UNESCO, and that's what they love about us. That's, so, like we we tell our story as as we can understand, and also like there's this you know there's a huge gap in in storytelling that we should fill. Just for the longest time. Our stories have been told by the people who don't know our stories. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. There are lines of books about people who tell stories about the African culture, but you, you go and check the author. That's not an African. Yeah. This is someone who's looking at the story from a different vantage point. But for me, who's in there, it's, for, it's easy for me to tell the story. Yeah, that's, that's true. I think uh, from, from that as well, um, it, it ends up seeming as if from the ghetto or from the underprivileged communities, there really isn't much to expect. That, that, that sort of thing, that, that's what I realized from the people usually write or talk about, about the ghetto or even some, even photographers from, from outside the world. It's like the way now they express, it makes it seem as if we don't even live in, in proper houses. We don't even have cars in, 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 in our countries. So I, I really like the angle of uh, being original but then that doesn't mean that you know we we are not capable in, so, in, in another in another sense. So, all right, um, I, I I don't know if if it's possible if you can tell us what is your thought process or when we were coming up with the brand photo culture, what was the thought process or even tell us things like um how you came up with it even the, the time frame, as well. Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay, for, for photo culture, it, it's a long story, and yeah, try to make sure. It might take the whole episode, <laughs> but but I would say this: um, for someone who's listening to this podcast, and you have an eight to five, and you really you have a dream that you're chasing for, I think take that leap of faith. I think okay. that's where the photo culture story starts from. So the idea of photo culture started when I was now. Uh, Designing for for command agriculture, okay. so uh, like we were the team that uh, came up with, with uh, the whole branding for command agriculture, and you know, seeing how other kids from uptown like really grow from from small brand, and you know, we have these big ideas from where we come from, but we're not executing them just because we are afraid of what can happen if we leave our eight to five, mm-hmm. right? So. The story of photoculture starts from a guy who has an eight to five, steady paycheck, uh, comfortable paycheck, if I may say. But I think what really gave me the final push 
was the idea of me just taking the leap of faith. And mind you, I studied for culture uh, the first lockdown. Okay. Which was scary. Right? This was like no one really knew what was going to happen. Yeah. Like no, no one knew this thing was going to go on to, to this day. Yeah, that's, that's right. True. So the whole thought process for me, like, is okay. So if guys you didn't hear about anything that I said in the past, uh, the past I don't know how, how many minutes we've covered. So, but I think this is the part that should really take into account. So my my thought process for every story that I've created, uh, it might be like daily board who I did commercials for Vivon or like any other brand. I I use this uh, this method called the X method. So it's A C T S. So the first thing is accountability. Okay. Is your brand accountable? Right. If you are a musician, right, can the industry account to you? Like to say, okay, we depend on this person to run the thing. Right. So it works for any industry that you're in. Number one, your story, your brand should be accountable. Okay. Right. Okay. So, you know, we always com- complain about like, you know, how big uh, conglomerates tend to monopolize the thing. But, you know, it, it, it's all about accountability. We've put our trust in Econet and, and Net1 just because they've proved they could be accountable. Right. Like, it, it's obvious like we, we have like flip flops. Network goes down, network goes up, things like those. But a brand should be accountable. That's the first thing. Okay. Then, point number two, consciousness. Okay. Like, your brand should be conscious. Wow. Right? By consciousness, I mean, as much as you love your brand, it should also exist on its own as a conscious entity. You know, like, the reason why many brands are dying, many businesses are falling down in Harare, is because it tastes it over. <laughs> oh, no. okay. Like your brand, and it's not mm. conscious and about how the next person should benefit. And just so, like business is problem solving. Yeah. But our businesses now are problem giving. Right? and Like I, I buy something for five bucks, one five bucks, You're not even like the whole conscience about us solving problems is it's fading. So, it, number one, you should be accountable. The story or the brand, and you, the person. Number two, consciousness. And number three, the T, timeless. Okay. When I'm creating an ad for a company, when I'm shooting an advert for a company, I'm creating something that's not going to fade in a year or two or three or five. It should be timeless. Ah. <laughs> wow. We, we did something for, for David, but like, I, I look at it right now. I'm like, okay, wow. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. Not that I'm, I'm, I'm living for competition, but I'm just waiting for the next guy to do the same thing that I did. Mm-hmm. That's how I look at things. Like, I look, I look at my photos. I'm like, wow. Like, just like, okay, so I, I tell this to my clients. These uh, are the ones that, that complain about price. I'm like, all right. After the money is forgotten, quality will always be remembered. Yep, that's true. Your brand should be timeless. Yeah, I uh, I think uh, a brand that I was I was actually trying to, to think of uh, the brand that is some of the best adverts in Zimbabwe, Olivens. True. 
yeah, they have some of the most memorable adverts. And even if you watch it today, you're still going to laugh. Like the, the humor in, in the adverts still kicks in even up to today, even though it was short like 20 years, 30 years ago. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Ah, wow, that's that's absolutely powerful, timeless. So so we're talking about accountability, consciousness, timelessness. And the last thing that I really put into consideration for me is sustainability. Okay. Sustainability is key for me. And by sustainability, by sustainability, I mean, does this idea work? Like, like, okay, I'm selling an idea. They're gonna give me money, but does it really work? We have okay. brands that are selling people things that they know they don't last. Ah, okay, yeah, that's true. That's true. It's different from timelessness. You know, where the timelessness is, it is is the brand and the product and everything standing the test of time. Mm-hmm. But sustainability now is something that has to do with longevity. Okay, you, you've gotten the money, you've sold me the product, but will it last? Is this that? Is this something that I can show to my kids? Okay. Is this something that, that I can I can safely put out there? And I'm like, okay, I bought this thing from Tidy, or I got this service from Tidy. Right. So when we get in business with these four things in mind, I'm, I'm, okay. And by the way, these are not facts. These are, these are things that have worked for me. They might not work for you. They might work for you. Uh-huh. But I've I've seen that they help you place yourself in the mind of the end user. We get back to, to storytelling uh-huh. that it's something that you should consider from the start to the finish. Okay. We have brands, we have people, we have individuals who sell you something right now today, then tomorrow you won't see them. You won't see them and you won't see the life of the thing that they've sold you. Yeah, okay. That's true. That's true. So storytelling really is edged in these four things. Just because once the brand is out of your hands, it's it's telling its own story. So if you are shaky, if you are shaky in, in creating a good story for your brand, it's going to say otherwise about yourself. Yeah. Okay. It's going to affect the product. It's going to affect your customer base as well. Exactly. <laughs> I, 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 I'll ask you this today. When you hear the name Strive Masio, what comes to mind? Uh, Econet. Uh, what else? It's pretty much the, the whole of Econet. Pretty much. Right. Everything to do with the Econet. Exactly. Product. We've tied the man and how good he is to the brand. Mm-hmm. Like the business ethics, the business ethics, like the business ethics, the whole thing. So you separate your brand and the person. But behind closed doors, your brand emulates you. Your brand is your channel. Mm. Wow. So whatever your brand story is telling out there, it pretty much hinges on you. Okay. I like that. <laughs> that's that's quite powerful. Yeah. I, I think that even uh kind of connects with being conscious, like because if your brand emulates <laughs> yourself, exactly. then yeah. Okay. Um wow. I, I, I feel like I should, should have brought a notebook <laughs> just to write some points. But I really like the, the ACT um, item. So um okay before this uh last question 
this is a question that has to come in. Um, so when you're working with, uh, you know, external clients, uh, especially like uh, the other side where you do adverts for companies like Jerrybot, etc. Um, if a brand, is there a brand that you prefer to work with? What, what, what do you look at? Um, for instance, maybe there is a business, right? It's performing really well. But then uh, maybe it doesn't align well with maybe like maybe they hire you to perfect their story. Maybe they do have a story, but then they just need it to be uh, much more clearer so that people understand it and resonate with the story. But then these people maybe are, are crooks, right? Um, you are a person who follows the ACT uh, methodology when you're creating uh, storytelling. So do you just go ahead and just take in a client just because uh, you know there is money and you're actually applying your your skills to create something uh, you know i don't, I don't know if, if if it makes sense like it does it does and, and I'm, I'm so glad you you, you asked that mm-hmm. um i think earlier uh, i mentioned about how i, I get to the, to the price and thing with my clients mm-hmm. i always tell them that after the price is forgotten quality, quality. always be remembered Right. That speaks to to the nature of the client. So there's one thing that I look at. Uh, for someone like me who has raised their company from grassroots, get alive. Mm-hmm. I, I don't usually discriminate because of size. And crooks are they from, from the bottom up there. But what I look for is vision. Okay. This may sound a bit vague. If I say I look into the company's vision, but when I look into the company's vision, if I look at your motto, I see if I can immerse myself in your product. Oh, okay. I see if I can immerse my story in your story. This was as much as I'm pushing your story, mine should also be talked about. Mine is also being written. Should I be the brand that creates brands and mine is forgotten? That speaks now. To the clients that don't align with my vision. Jesus was like, your name is going to be talked about. Mine is not going to. Just I'll pull my name out of that. So if I ask you about your vision, just we have meetings before we, we commit to paychecks, before we commit to, to, to consultancy, we have meetings, right? My idea now is where are you going? All right. But where you are going pretty much is dictated by where you are right now, right? And where you are right now pretty much can spell the journey that you're going to take, right? Mm. This was like, if, you, if you're just chilling, if you're just chilling, pretty much you might be chilling the whole time. But like, how can I, how can a brand that's moving like mine immerse itself in a brand that's chilling? That's not moving, yeah. Yeah. So I'll tell you like, you know, we'll get to the crooks part, but why I get and why I, I don't get other clients or other gigs is just that if our visions don't align, if your vision is not even clear for yourself, I, I don't think there's business. So this is a message to, to business owners out there. Especially, I, I'm so akin to, to, to talk to young entrepreneurs, people who are budding in this business thing. You have a clear vision. Mm. You have a clear perspective of where you... You know, everything you do should be deliberate. Okay. I, you know, we, we can be having businesses 
right now they're like ah mimi mimi pambira hapo tutenda kuzetia zile sii right yeah yeah that's true be clear mm-hmm. be clear just as clarity will not only help you but it will also help your clients to see where you're going it will also help you get investors just who would want to invest in a in a fleeting mean like like they don't even know where you're going So I I think that that pretty much answers your question. I look at vision like if yes. for me to to build you I should see if I can invest myself in a client's business. If I can help you like I can't. Like if I can I'm I'm going to place me I would see your baby like it's mine. Hmm. That's yeah. That's powerful and that's actually not fake. I actually picked up <laughs> a lot from from that and this is a question that that I had to to write down and I need to actually read it. So What sort of budgets are we looking at when executing a perfect story like how much does a brand need to invest in order to execute a perfect story or just rough ideas doesn't have to be on point but then you know roughly okay so we talked uh, previously we talked about vision mm-hmm. vision translate into scope okay right um remember i said be clear about where you're going but if if you're being clear okay like can you achieve a pana for change of blow you really know do for pana for blow and like was some come around can you make doma nema got you so enjoying the journey when of blow you go vuns go you go out and do from kadoma just no mauri and it's got so your vision dictates your scope Okay. Your scope dictates your budget. Mm-hmm. And kana kana murukukura mukwa yako andira ndi unga na ifuruka kwa Twitter say and not to pay shoot inoenda nekwa muruda wenda. And it got. Kana mkawo mune a bigger vision, mune a bigger scope. You know that is budgetary implications. Okay. But my whole message right now is small brands don't be afraid to approach people who are pushing brands out there just because you are afraid of budgets Jesus we will create something that's tailor made for you that still works that still works for you that will push your brand mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay Jesus you, you can't be afraid of marketing just because you don't have a website mm-hmm. if you have a phone you might as well have an Instagram account who we'll created for you and who we'll manage for you and we'll create the content for you and you're still but going to you still going to get clients yeah. for a multimedia client We're going to create content that's uh, aligned to your website. Mm-hmm. Uh, that speaks dimensions. Just like websites have dimensions. You're into web designing. You know that there are specific dimensions for specific things. Mm-hmm. Right? There are specific, uh, specific uh, visuals for specific tabs. Yeah. Right? We can put something that's highly moving uh, maybe on, on, on a homepage. Right? We want some, someone to, to see what we do so we don't want too much movement. Right. So, scope determines your budget. But don't be afraid to reach out just because you don't have money. The little that you have can get you something. Kanone nyota and ditika. Apana poche poche mbufane nyota. Ni magoda onumari unutenga minute made. Unutenga mvura. Ndwerewenda ni mari onano. So, if your brand is too small, we can help you. So, budgets are a secondary thing. Scope. Iwewe pache chaku, where you wanna go? Right, you, you might be worried about budgets, but you don't even know where you want to go. But when you know where you want to go, now you know what you need, and you come quickly. We tell you what you need. Okay, okay. Uh, 
ngati muve apa apa okay you you are a carpenter uri mugeto alright uh chaga zvakadzvakati get a phone like good phone take photos we can take photos for you we do the we do this step by step so uh i may have i may have dodged the issue of of prices and 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 no it's actually making sense like it makes perfect sense that if you have uh, you know a grand vision regardless of whatever you have in your pocket just reach out to the right people and you can still work out something that is going to get you to where you want to step go step by step exactly like, like all the big brands sense. that that we have right now like they started as small brands yeah like yeah. We talk of Econet. I, you know, I, I, I really enjoy that the start of my CEO story. Yeah. At one point, there was nothing like Econet. Yeah. The guy was w- working for for PTC. Yeah. Yeah. The, then Mbappe like, Coco. Oh, then he started. The thing grew from stage to stage. Yeah. That's right. right. So you you might be the the next person, the next big person with your small brand, but don't let like your vision be deterred just with Onomari right now. Yeah. With the small amount that you have, trust me, you approach the right people. They give you the good advice. Trust me. You bring both yourself to success. That's 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 powerful. That's that's powerful. I think I enjoyed the the ACT part as well as the, the last part whereby it's it's really you who determines uh you know uh what sort of story you're gonna get uh or that you're gonna build for your brand. Uh, if you have a grand vision, then regardless of whatever amount you have in your pocket, the story is still gonna be grand. Just as long as you approach the right people and you know uh the you know you apply the, the, the right principles if i may say uh well that was powerful i i really need to get home right now so that i can write down everything <laughs> that i learned from this podcast but then uh thank you so much for for joining uh in today as the first guest and really i i really hope to to, to open to another discussion very soon um this was really beneficial and i'm pretty sure that everyone who's going to be listening to this who benefit so much from this and hopefully you guys will reach out to Ernest for you know anything to do with uh photography anything to do with uh you know uh corporate advertising anything to do with creative rather <laughs> that's the best way to to, to uh, put it into one uh I'll definitely uh check Ernest on my LinkedIn to make sure that you can reach out to him I don't know if you have anything to say to these guys. <laughs> okay, uh, okay. I would like to say, I'd like to say thank you guys for listening in, for joining in. And as as much as I was talking to you, that's uh the same energy that I was getting myself. Uh the more I speak to you guys, that's the more I learn. Just cuz when I listen, when I when these things going to uh, come out, I will listen to the same thing that I was saying and they also challenge me. So even you guys you are brands out there don't be afraid to share the little that you know because the more you speak to other people that's the more you grow the more you help the same the other person that's the same energy you're going to get so go out there help brands uh you know i've i've, I've mentor who used to tell me that you might not always be the king in every kingdom or be be a king maker so you guys build brands and be king makers peace not yeah I actually mentioned that when I was talking about personal brand that don't be afraid to make somebody smarter than you exactly you know? yeah so anyways until next time guys adios